0: Hello, Slate Plus members. It's Josh. So we ended up talking about the election for a long time, and we carved out a bit of that conversation for the bonus segment. And we're going to refer back to some of the stuff that you heard earlier in the show about Colin Kaepernick and voting and the NFL. And we're going to start it off with – Stefan's going to pose a question about the NFL and whether anything about the league is going to change – because of donald trump's election
1: this election has made sports leaders uncomfortable to say the least and when we talk about the nfl i think it's you know we shouldn't assume that these conversations don't exist inside the locker room and that even though there are divisions that there are players this is this is stuff guys talk about at you know over lunch and over breakfast during the 15 minutes they're allocated to have free time and and talk to each other um so it exists. The question is, why doesn't it exist more publicly? So even if Sherman and Baldwin and, and Mike Evans are feel, free, feel comfortable speaking, a lot of players don't feel comfortable speaking. Part of the reason is that they're afraid they're going to get cut. I mean, that is, a, that is, that is embedded in, in the NFL system, too. But bigger picture, I wonder now, given the tone of this election and the reality of who's president. And the reality of of what could happen over the next X years, will the NFL dial it down a little bit and not be as patriotic and not unfurl football field size flags and do as many flyovers? Will it cut back on the jingoism because of fear that it'll become, you know, the Berlin Olympics in 1936, an arm of the state? What? I I mean, I can't think
2: of a more, well, it's okay, fine. That's not your theory. That's your question. But if the answer is yes, I can't think of a worse misreading of what's going on. Will they become less jingoistic? This election showed us that that sort of NFL confluence with patriotism and flyovers is the majority opinion, or at least of uh, the states that elected Donald Trump. I mean, to me, if our discussion is how does the trump election uh and that the all the phenomenon attendant with it affect the nfl or the nba okay we could have some theories about NFL players not feeling emboldened to talk. But if our discussion is the other way, how do these sports leagues at all affect the broader conversation? I have to say not at all. LeBron James did a huge rally in Ohio and Hillary Clinton lost by a, you know, record margin of recent Democrats. Rex Ryan was the biggest Trump supporter and New York went to Clinton by an this the usual overwhelming majority. I don't think that sports figures have the ability to change one mind. So if the question is uh how will the trump election or how does the evidence that or the same sort of phenomenon that led to the trump election play out in society i don't think that's going to change anything anyway i don't I, i'm not and, saying and it'll forgive change forgive me if anything, i don't Mike. care and forgive me if i don't care about the lack of embold at this moment the lack of emboldened nfl athlete when you know there there are a, so many questions with voter suppression. There's a, There are people who can't speak out. Mm-hmm. All of these guys like Colin Kaepernick, fine, do your protest, but when your protest includes not voting, and the real issue is all these people in America who can't vote, I just think that Colin Kaepernick
0: is pretty off point. Well, Colin Kaepernick is, as I was saying, he's an outlier. Like, he's the only athlete who is saying that, like, to say that. He, Josh Cribb said a bunch of his teammates and a bunch of NFL athletes didn't vote. Yeah, but not out of some sort of social protest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kaepernick is the only one who's saying, "I like, I actively chose not to vote because I'm, like, making a huge statement and gesture about society. I think that it was sad to hear that, you know, how few athletes vote because despite what you're saying, which I think is certainly true – that LeBron yeah, James. It was a little unfair.
2: How could well, you care about this when? Yeah, but I, I no, celeb- that no celeb, no celebrity
0: no celebrity has any In effect world, on yeah. on anything except for the celebrity yeah. who ran for for president and was elected. But <laughs> it has all the effects, Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, people saying like Taylor Swift, like she could have really changed minds. Like, come on, dude. Seriously. But, but my like, question,
1: Mike, was more about whether Roger Goodell will look at the the cultural environment. And decide to, what, ratchet up the jingoism? But wait, no, into, that's, a but pre, wait.
2: that's a pre-Trump conclusion. That's the same kind of question as how is the Republican Party going to reform itself? To me, Roger Goodell, son of a Republican senator, um, th- he wins. The Republicans win. They, they, Paul Ryan was right not to run away from Trump. The NFL was right to embrace jingoism. How do you read that otherwise? Like, this is our America. We were more right about America than all the people who are worrying about head injuries or the nickname of the Washington team, an actual campaign issue and campaign an ad. The atavistic attitudes of the NFL have been proven right. You, that, that's the proper reading by anyone who's in charge of
0: doing the readings like Roger Goodell. I think that it's sad that somebody, you know, like what Josh Cribb said, that a lot of players— don't vote, don't have any interest in voting and say that they just don't care. Because despite the fact that, you know, LeBron James campaigning for Hillary Clinton is not going to have any effect in Ohio or didn't have any effect in Ohio, like what Andrew Hawkins said on our show, that black athletes are some of the only black, you know, figures in America that people... um Care about and listen to and think what that even if they don't change their minds like instantly like oh LeBron says that Hillary's cool I'm gonna vote for her people will listen to what LeBron James says about anything and it'll at least go yeah. into their heads and rattle around in there like don't you think a lot of kids saw the SB speech about you know police violence that LeBron and Car- Carmelo and Dwayne Wade and Chris Paul made and even if You know, it didn't immediately lead, like, everyone to go out in the streets. That has to have an effect on society and on our culture and on attitudes when athletes say things like that. And Mm -hmm. so the kind of apathy that a lot of guys have, I'm not, like, mad at Josh Cribbs or something, but it seems like it would be better for the country if, you know, folks who had these— Positions and were prominent, especially, um, you know, from groups that normally, you know, a lot of white Americans just don't give a shit about or don't listen to if they did use their voice and their platform. Right.
1: Because, Mike, you're you're not saying that because it's not going to sway some significant percentage of the electorate that LeBron James shouldn't do this. I mean, the point is that they should do this. And whether it affects people, he can't control that. He just has to be true to himself and recognize that he has this platform and go out and do it. If the net result is Donald Trump getting elected, it's not LeBron James's fault. But the absence of LeBron James's voice only further isolates sports from the bigger society.
2: Yeah, well, I didn't say that. I didn't think that. I didn't think that LeBron James was to blame. In fact, we've been taking for granted uh, what a great activist LeBron James has been and compared to others of his ilk, Michael Jordan. I mean, it's just so much more heartening to see where LeBron James is. Though isn't that, is that maybe a consequence of, oh, we bemoan the divided country? So if the country, so an undivided country has as its preeminent NBA star Michael Jordan, who says Republicans buy sneakers too, maybe the consequence of the divided country is that we have these. And by the way, I don't bemoan the divided country. Some others do. I just yes, I appreciate the three NBA coaches we cited for giving those eloquent critique cores because whenever someone makes good points from whatever walk of life, it's worth it. And them doing it in this uh, form of entertainment that I enjoy, it's great. And when I think about the fact that I'm a Jets fan, and you know, Woody Johnson was a major Trump fundraiser, and actually more than a fundraiser, helped you know strategize things with Chris Christie. That's not a good feeling for sure. So I I do think that uh, as much as sports reflects society and society reflects sports, thinking about it as an entertainment that either nourishes the soul or doesn't is an, is, is an appropriate thing. I just, I do not think, I think that 99 out of 100 uh, parts of the indication of sports is that they reflect back to us where society is rather than the other way around.
0: NFL ratings went like way, way up on Sunday, by the way. So that's some fodder for the theory that people were just depressed or, or focused on the election. And that's why the numbers were down. But <laughs> also good games. Yeah, I Dallas, think it was more good. Seattle games. knew and the Patriots. My God,
2: with Seattle and the Patriots. I'm like, my God, a Sunday night game I care about. Three quarters in a Sunday night game that's compelling. And then the uniforms are normal. I know that's a Thursday night thing, but that's my deal. <laughs> yes, I like that. Yeah, the
0: ratings for both those games were, were super high. And I think it was probably more just that these were really – marquee matchups but do you think stefan That where do you fall on the idea that sports are a thing that people turn to to just be distracted from the awfulness of life um versus i just don't understand I, I guess i just don't understand the theory that um people wouldn't watch the nfl during election because they were just like watching meet the press instead that never really made that much sense
1: no (laughs) because it probably wasn't true i mean is there any empirical evidence that that was the case um i didn't see any so i think people watch sports all the time people don't stop watching sports because they're because they want to watch john dickerson as great as john dickerson is um they watch sports sports watcher (laughs) <laughs> sports watcher himself. Um, they watch sports because it's friggin' sports. Um, there, there's not I don't think you can create any sort of correlation between distractibility and they don't watch sports because there's something better to watch or something to better to read on the Internet. Certainly not between yeah. hardcovers.
2: Yeah, and anyway, we talked about how those Sunday games, if it was a meet-the-press exactly. factor, uh, how those Sunday games
0: didn't really fall off. It definitely has to do with the uh, quality of the teams. Well, people time-shift meet the press and just watch it during Sunday Night Football. Yeah, well, and I, I listen, listen to the, the audio. that Yeah, yeah. That is it for our bonus segment this week. Thank you, Slate Plus members, for listening to us, bearing with us. And we'll be back next week with more bonus material for you.